All right, live streaming going on of the Siyum in Eretz Yisrael, of one of the Siyum. And uh, I hope I'm not, if you were listening to this on some other time, I am sure that you took part in that. So, But for the uh, audience here, I'm sorry if I'm taking you away from that, that live uh, feed that's going on. And if some of you were there yesterday, I know you were... Uh, uh, I forgot your first name, Josh. I know you were there yesterday, and you can maybe share some of some some points from from yesterday if you want. We're going to talk about it in a second, but it would be wrong, really, I think, to uh, to give a share today and sort of like and and not be not be gaitis, so to speak, what has occurred. Um, on the other hand, Mark, can, can I get rid of uh, this guy in the, oh, in the yeah. right here? Yeah, um, I have to say that today. Um, we're starting our, I think we started in 17, so that's 17. It's our fourth year, because we started in the beginning of 17, these year. Um, I was here, actually, uh, I'm starting my, uh, I came here in, in 2012, so this is the start of my eighth year. And um, we started these shiurim, uh, these Trubas and Paiskim shiurim, on 2017, I believe. So I think so. So I think this is really uh, we're starting like we did seventeen. Eight. This is our fourth. We're starting our fourth cycle. So Baruch Hashem, it's a it's a, it's a big schus to be able to have a hemshach. And today's year is if you can take a look, it's called the Iser Ben Svi Hersh. Uh, Iser Ben Svi Hersh is actually Howard's uh, dad, uh, Mr. Jonas's father, and. Um, uh, Howard is going to be helping backing this year. Uh, we're still going to be asking uh, a lot of you out there to help us because How- Howard is definitely behind this year, and he's very happy that people in the company are able to come and learn. Um, and it's a big cover to be able to rename this year uh, in honor of his father. Um, I know that his father was known as Irwin, and I know that his father was a very self-made person, a person who really came up from uh, from extreme poverty uh, to become a, uh, a, a television repairman and an insurance broker. Um, and I heard he was a very practical and wonderful person. And um, he gave Howard a lot of advice uh, on what how a business can work and how it could succeed. Um, and it's a covet to be able to to to, to have this year uh, in Irwin and Isser's uh, name, Isser Ben Svi Hirsch. So that's going to that's just a very important thing that we have to, to we have to note. Um, Tafiomi has finished its 13th cycle. The 14th cycle is coming up. Maybe some of you've already started it. Um, last week, because of uh, uh, the Christian holiday and because of a lot of things that were closed and. Uh, we weren't able to have this year because we couldn't get the food. But uh, last, a week ago Sunday, in other words, the 24th of Kislev, right before Hanukkah, there were two events uh, that I want to take note of. Um, one of them is uh, our, 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 our patron and supporter, Howard's son, I think it's his youngest son, Sefi Yosef Mordechai, uh, was married uh, to, uh, I, I hope I'm not mispronouncing her name, Gisela uh, Levine. Um, and I was running so late today, and I apologize, I wasn't able to find the psukim for Yosef Mordechai and Gisela, and I was actually going to do a big search with some friends of mine who are Bikim in Evan Ezer and 
Shemus Begitten, Leovenu, to find out exactly how to write the name Gisela, uh, so we could find the appropriate Posik. However, uh, we wish uh, Yosef Mordechai and Gisela only Nachas. I feel a, a, a connection to Sefi. Uh, and there's other people here in this room who which should feel the same way. Sefi went and was a lone soldier in Eretz Yisrael. Uh, he uh, gave him, he was makriv quite a bit uh, to be a soldier in the army away from his family. Uh, my son, of course, Nehemia, uh also served in that capacity. Mark, I know you've had uh, two steps and a nephew who are in that situation. So it's a wonderful thing that uh, Sefi, even before his marriage, showed incredible maturity and dedication to Eretz Yisrael. Uh, he was a graduate of the school I used to teach in, in SAR, and they speak, of course, very, very highly of him. Uh, he and uh, Gisela should only have nachas and, and, and bring help with his type of determination and akrova. Uh, he should put that into his marriage in, in a wonderful way and like his brothers and sisters uh, be part of the wonderful Jonas family and we should only uh, have nachas and that's to Howard and Debbie and the Levine family as well. Uh, and the same day that that was occurring at the same time, almost, uh, I was in Washington and our uh, grandson had his bris a couple weeks late. Um, Kalev, Kalev Nathan. Kalev Nathan, Caleb Nathan, uh, Tapolovsky, uh, Baruch Hashem, and it was a tremendous excuse to be able to be at that bris. Um, I, I'm not going to be myrich too much about it, but I will say one thing. I'm one of the people who, have, who is on the cusp of finishing uh, the Shas as a Dafyomi teacher over the last seven plus years. I will tell you that hearing my daughter um, make the brochas that she made at the bris um, was worth more to me than the 3,000-odd blot that I have done in the last seven years. That was, I think, I, I couldn't have been more um, elevated and, and, and really appreciative of what the Rabbani Shalom had allowed to happen. So as much as I, uh, again, as I'm one of the Messiahim, so to speak, but this was incredible for us. So I just want to uh, dedicate, again, hopefully as the Pesach I quote, I picked here uh, very quickly, Koyamar Hashem, Bekoptzi, this is Kolev, Bekoptzi is Beis Yisrael Menahamim. We're going to be gathered out of this, of all the nations, even the ones that have protected us, even the ones that have provided the safe haven for us all these years. We've, we've been scattered here. As great as it's been, we've been scattered. We, Some of you that were at Metfield, perhaps Metlife Field, perhaps didn't feel that sense of scattering. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to uh, find a, a sense of recognition and greater Kedusha, if you can think about that, by the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to bring us together, that's going to cause a great Kiddush Hashem, and we're going to all be in our land, that's Kalev, and of course Kalev, of course, there was no bigger lover of Eretz Yisrael than Kalev, or Kalev, or Caleb, as they're calling him. So my grandson, you should be Zoha to see this, to be part of this. To be back in Eretz Yisrael, biyachad and Mirz Hashem, and hopefully you, you, your Saba is going to be there with you, and hopefully you're going to be teaching your Saba a lot of chidushei Torah, 
and your Saba is going to have a lot of Hana, right? And hopefully, Amen. Okay, so the last word, as I said, a is going on presently. You could live stream it at the same time as you're hearing this if you want. The RCA, uh, the Mizrahi Siyam, uh in Yerushalayim. Shas, Msechta, Mishnayis, Tanach. Look, there's no, there's no question about it that once we have um, the initiative of so many million people, of so many millions of people, I know what the number is. Uh, we, we, I'm sure it was announced yesterday. The initiative of millions of people doing the same thing. I, I would assume Dafyoyimi is probably, you know, would you say it's about two million people around the world doing it? Is that a, 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 a would you Are say? Are there two million from male adults around the world? I mean, there's four, 14 million Jews, right? How so many of them are... Doodles? What would you say? How many, <laughs> how many learned players? <laughs> oh, you know, I didn't... Did did oh, I have, I have in front of me. Um, I don't know. Uh, a million? Okay, I would say a million is not a bad number, right? Would you say there's a million people doing that? Well, I mean? There's no way... To know. There's no way to know. Okay. Uh, uh, probably... A, uh, you're right or you're wrong. No a million is... Uh, but a million is not a... A million... Is a million an extreme... Is a million an extreme exaggeration? I don't know. If there were 100,000 people in MetLife Stadium yesterday, you think half learned that filming? Okay. So that's... Oh, that's really part of it. I was there with five people. I'm the only one who learns that filming. So that's... Twenty percent of my group. You're ma- okay. Okay. So Mark is actually bringing up a, a, a very strong point. I'm not. There's the learning, and there's the simcha of being part of another person's learning. That's and, they want to pay hundred bucks a ticket. Yeah, that's another. That's another good point. But, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I think that really it, the discussions. That I have discovered, which are old discussions, discussions from before of Mayor Shapiro got up at the convention at the uh, wherever it was in Katowice, wherever it was that he said it. I, again, I, I forgot exactly where he said it, but um, I knew a long time ago. I knew it was the big, the second or third Aguda convention, whatever they had, or the first one, the first Kandisia. I'm sure the people will correct me here on the internet, but. Before he got up there and did it, these are these. I want to share with you. Obviously, people were learning shas and people were making siyumim, and I think it's important just to put in perspective siyumim in general. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people who are just going to be finishing Masechta Znida uh, this week, so I think it's important to understand where the source of the simcha comes from. Um, you know, the 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 extraordinary uh, situation that we have. Of, 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 let's say, half a million people or a million people finishing and the rest of Claudius are joining them and being excited about it is, is, is sort of unparalleled. Uh, just in terms of population growth and in terms of interconnectivity, I mean, there's so many things that, that, that come together, the 20th and 21st century type of globalization that, that you know, it's, all, it's almost impossible to find things that are comparable. However, you know, I, I think that you know what? I actually want to start with the Chazanish and work backwards. Here is a uh, here is something from the Chazanish and his nephew that I think uh, is very instructive. So let's start with that. I forgot to put it on the uh, on the uh, email, but I, I referred to it. We start with something that occurred right before uh, Tisha B'av, about a week before Tisha B'av in 2013, about seven years ago. Uh, Rav Chaim Kanievsky woke up. And uh, he waked up in the morning and he asked his grandson, Rav Honigsberg, uh, bring me wine. 
because I want wine, and I'm going to drink wine today. And they were wondering, well, you know, your usual seum happens on Erev Tishabov. And it's interesting, Rav Chaim, he should be gesund, finishes Yevomus. He finishes Yevomus. Now, I'm not sure why he picks Yevomus. Maybe because Yevomus is about fixing things. Yevomus is, the, is the, like Rav Kook Satsal said, the beginning of Seder Noshim starts with Yevomus, not Kedushin, because it's about correcting. It's about correcting something that had occurred, restructuring. And that's, of course, make, in a way, understanding that Korban occurs, and Yevomus is a way to have Tikkun. And that's maybe why, I don't know, why Rechaim Kalievsky, who, who finished Shas in so many ways and so many forms, decides to make a seam on Masech Tesivonis, specifically on Erev Tishabov. But they were wondering, what's this seam about, uh, Saba, or whatever they call Rechaim Kalievsky? Uh, so he said, I finished Brachas in my dreams. I finished Brachas last night I had a dr- in my Chalayim. So they asked him, how long did it take? <laughs> so Rav Chaim said, don't ask too much about me. Right? I'll call part of he had finished Brochus in his dream. Maybe it was an overnight or whatever. So they're going to make a, a seum. They're going to make a seum. Why did you make the seum in his dream? dream. It, I think it's <laughs> 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 Yeah, yeah. That, that's so far. So anyway, so he learned it. He woke up, he learned it. And now, so this was, people were despoiled of this. So they asked Rav Steinman about this. Steinman, of course, is very close to the Chaim. Uh, and one of the, one of the Rabbonim uh, said to Rav Steinman that he heard from Rav Dovin Lando, who was Rav Slabotke, that the Chazon Ish, Rav Chaim's uncle, Never, they never. There was never any evidence that he ever made a seum on any masechta. Uh, and I have to tell you, by the way, this reflects. Um, I, I was at a community seum uh, a couple of uh, two nights ago, and uh, the rov of Jonathan Schwartz uh, was able to get Rav Herschel Schechter, Zogazunzai, uh, Rashiva in Yeshiva University in YU, to give a message and. Rav Shechter, it was such incredible um, modesty, started his, his remarks and said, <laughs> he says, he says, you're finishing Shas, I still haven't finished. I, I want to give you a, a big Yishkayat. He says, I haven't finished Shas yet. And, 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 and I, I really am impressed by what you've done. And again, Rav Shechter is one of the premier Paiskim in America today. Um, if you ever speak to him in learning, you know, first of all, you can look at his far, but if you ever talk to him in learning, there's, there's not one area in learning that he isn't solid, cold on. And yet, he says, I didn't finish yet. He didn't finish? Well, the Chazanish also never made a seal. And in fact, uh, Rav Berman, I'm not sure who Rav Berman is, but um, Rav Berman was, in, in, in the 50s, I assume, uh, was about to make a seum on Ksuvis. And the Chazanish asked him, he could see up around the board, do you, okay, can you tell me Balpeh? We know in, in Perak Afalpi, it mentions all the physical defects that can possibly arise that could cause a wedding to be uh, canceled, that could cause the wedding to be annulled, the mumim. So do you know every single one? Because do you know Balpeh? Don't go look inside and take a look at the list. Can you repeat right now 
all the mumim that uh, all the physical defects that the Gemara mentions. And if you don't, the Chazanish said, uh, that this is no siyum. Because <laughs> a siyum means the Chazanish says, let's take a look. Rak acher shelim You've got to be cold on it, and every single sugya. <laughs> Otherwise, no siyum. And dafiyomi doesn't get you. Well, that's obvious, right? <laughs> right? For some, it does. There are again, and, and again, obviously, there are. We always say that the magide shear. Okay, and as chatosiani maskir. Okay, look. So I was. I've been a magid shear. Again, I, I've done. This is my second time. So the first time I did it, I was part of a kailil that learned dafyoimi and Well, for three and a half hours in the afternoon with chavrusas, we called it the Ruben Shas kailil. Okay. And Sayyidah uh, Chavrusa, and it was, it, but still, and this was my first go round as a Magid Shir. For the Magid Shir, there's no question. Uh, I, I always tell people, you know, and I'm going to get into this a little bit later, you know, you need it, it to be a decent, at least for me, there are Biggie William, uh, for me, you need about three hours approximately to prepare the daf well. Um, to give a shear on it. so I, and, and I would say that's the standard. There are some dafim that have taken me seven or eight hours. There's some dafim that have taken me a lot less. But I would say to, to be decent as a magid shear, you need at least three hours, at least for me. So I, so of course, so if I, if I put three hours, and then when I said it, when I said the shear was an hour approximately, we're talking here about, and we'll see, about uh, a shear in a quicker time, but I want to give about an hour. I feel it takes about an hour to, to do justice. So that's about four hours a day for me, personally. So, okay. So for all the Magid Eshir, like myself, it is something. <laughs> and, and hopefully you have more than just a familiarity. Hopefully you remember, and you remember the Shaka Batire. Again, I was, uh, there was one of, at the community seam that we had, uh, the Magid Shear, another Magid Shear and I were sort of like, like two rams, like banging horns, got a great, like, oh, what about this? What about, we're trying to like outdo each other, you know, and about Gamaras and stuff like that. And, you know, he got my, he got my dander up because, uh, he got my, I was like the goat, yeah. So we, so we were sort of like locking horns and of course that could happen. But, 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 and I'm not talking about myself, I'm talking about myself, I'm talking about most people don't. Most people who are not Magide Shir, although there are many who prepare a lot, who go to Adaf Yaimi, who are part of it, what right do they really have uh, to, to make the Siyam, according to the Chazanish's way of looking at things? Um, it's wonderful that Rav Steinman explained things, and it's so tragic that we don't have him here to explain things anymore. Uh, his Yeretzai was just recently as well. Uh, also, actually, by the way, the same day as uh, the yard site of Rav Steinman was actually the same day of, of, of Kalev's, Kalev Natan's bris and Sefi and Gisela's wedding. It was also Chavdalid Kislev as Rav Steinman's yard site. So Rav Steinman said that every person is different in this area. He says, if you, you have to know who you are, first of all. If you are not able to go into depth and explain to yourself and understand it well, so you know what you are. You have to know what your ceiling is. And if you can't do it, if you're not, or if you can't really do it in a consistent way, then for you, a siyam is Gemara Rashi. 
Now, he says there might be another person who is able to do Gomorashi Tesis. You've got to be honest with yourself, look in the mirror and say, what is, what's my capacity? Not just what's my intellectual brain power, but what's my, um, what is also my uh, discipline in my, uh, what sort of discipline do I have? What sort of capabilities, capacities, what's realistic? So if you have a Talmud Chacham, Rav Steinman says, that can learn Sugius well, and has shown in the past the ability to do that, and every single sugi has got notebooks in his head or written down of every sugi developed, then if you haven't done that, then you haven't made a siyam. Because a siyam really represents not just some sort of external uh, uh, objective accomplishment. It's very much a subjective accomplishment, Ruf Steinman said. So you have to be honest. Do I have a right to make this? Kafir um, Madrega. Now you could say, well, and you have to be honest. On that level, I'm going to say, uh, and put it here out in the public, as happy as I was that I did these seven years, I don't believe that I, I finished us the way I should have finished us. Um, even the first time when we were doing it, Bechavrusa, I felt there were a lot of stuff that were still left at the table. Now, I'm not trying to brag. I'm actually. Uh, I feel there's like a. I feel there's like a. There's that the, the, there are people even who even among Magida Shir who perhaps don't have the right. Um, I'm sure there are many who do, but honestly, if Rav Steinman is correct, then you can't make a siyum unless you learned up to what you could be. So he says the Chazanish, and I'm going to say this about Rav Herschel Schechter as well, because that's clearly what he meant. He feels that he hasn't yet finished, and therefore Yeshua Mokam Ohisif Lekach Iyun Ubira Besugis Amesachta. Now, the question the is, is, anybody could say that about themselves because you go to any farm store, there are shelves filled with farm. So, any I think anybody around the table could learn Gemara Rashi Tosis, but then you'll say, but you don't learn every Masha, you don't learn every. Okay. Where do you draw the line? Good. So, Steinman's answer is you've got to know put it this way, Dafyemi or any learning you have gets its own historical definition from your past of what you can do, of what you're able to do um, if you've suffered some sort of injury or something and you can't learn the way you used to uh, then uh, maybe, you know, but where you are now and what you have, you have to be honest look, I put it on the table now I was honest, how about you Mark, what do you think you made, again you made you you were part of the assignment. What do you feel? You feel you you, you feel that you gave it your all. You, I learned. I decided with my chavrusa we're going to learn Gemara Rashi Tosis. That's it. And yet, we did you already just said Tosis? That's not that's not so. That's it, right? That's but what Tosis did too. Well, right, but that's what we decided. So we you did every Tosis, right? Except for Nadorim Nun Gimel, where the whole daf is one Tosis. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. So, Lamaisa, it sounds like you have a right, right? I mean, you did the Gemarashi Tesis. Um, and that's. But and you were. Right? Yeah. We're, we're leaving something out here. Uh, we haven't talked there, about Chaim Kanyevsky's is, is, is there any. <laughs> hey, God. Is there. Yeah. And, and I'm sure there's a, a, a small percentage of people who would consider it. would consider Dafyomi learning being. But for Ruba the Ruba, it's Bikiyas. So when you, you're saying, what can a person learn? And at what level 
can they do, right? Right. It's, it's on a mechanical level, right? If you're learning Be'iyun... Okay. Right. Right. So I, I think what you're... Can I stop you for a second? I think what Yankee is saying is that no one's denying that it's a tremendous mitzvah of Limerat No one is denying that that you, it wasn't Bittel's man. No one's denying that you weren't Makayim, your mitzvah vigisaboy. The question is, does it push further than that to the fact that you actually, and this is halacha lamaisa, that if a person, we're going to see in Shulchan Aruch, if a person was fasting and then shows up in Shul and someone is having such a siyum, that the fast gets now pushed away because the siyum is a, is a total sudas mitzvah. That's the question. In other words, we are question about finishing. The question is, like Rav Chaim Kanievsky says, I'm drinking wine, even though it's the nine days. We're bringing meat, even though it's the nine days. For us, the litmus test of, of the hierarchy of what the mitzvah of learning is, does it push away? The seam is not on the mitzvah of learning. It's not. It's on the... It com- but, 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 after a whole year of, of first morning say so that's a good question time. that's a good question Mark that's exactly my point oh, okay but wait okay okay so no one's denying that you get you gain and you learn and it's important to have the question is does it have a shame does the seum create a situation of sudas mitzvah that let's say, let me give you one nafkamina is breaking your fast if you're a Bechor on Erev Pesach. The other would be eating meat during and drinking wine during the nine days. The third, we know there was a Hanoga of many of our great Amaroyim and, and Hasidei and Anche Maisa that they took on themselves, which the Gemara seems to say is a good Eitzah for Talmud not to eat unless, not to be part of something unless it's a Sudas Mitzvah. Right? There are people, the Gemara says Rav was that way, and that's really where the Marshal gets off on this situation in the Amshar Shloma. Uh, and, in, in other words, there are, there's people who are macabre on themselves like a nether. I'm not going to be part of a meal outside of my house, right, where you got to eat, unless it's a Sudas Mitzvah. People say, they're not going to be nether outside of my home unless it's a Sudas Mitzvah. That's like a nether. So now we have a lochic Description of what creates a sudas mitzvah. Okay, so now, so 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 Mark is now arguing that um, what I think Marcus is 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 twenty three blot, right? I think Marcus is twenty three blot, twenty three pages. Horius is pretty hard, so but Marcus is not as hard as Horius. Why does learning the Perkas Labatim, which is to me a lot greater accomplishment than learning all Masechtas Makas. Because when you and you go through the Rashbamim and the Teisvasim and you know what does it mean Chesk Achazoka on Karka or Yesh Neuchlin in Baba Basra. The other, those, I'm going to, Mark has got me on this, but I will say that these these two Prochem I just mentioned, these two Prochem I just mentioned, Yesh Neuchlin and Chesk Achazabatim are one subject that is sort of self-contained in 30-odd, 30-odd blood. Uh, uh, the first paragraph is uh, all inheritance laws. Very complex, and you need charts and everything to figure it out. Okay. Why doesn't that justify a siyum and a, a sudas mitzvah 
as much as finishing Makis. Okay? So what is it about a Masechta that, 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 oh, I finished it, that now creates a halachic of strangers and sing along with them as they sing L'Kovet HaTeirah as a, as a Sudas Mitzvah? Why does, right, so again, why does a Masechta somehow, right, it's almost Rabbi, arbitrary. Because Rabbi Huda Nasi divided them. The Rav Papa's fault. But then the Ramosha like, gave someone, like, the like, made it seem like I'm a... Oh. Okay, so I so Rav Meish, so what happened? This is where we're getting into now a little more the the, the, the territory that we're talking about, which is that if, where where are we? What level are we going to give over here? Because there's it's almost this is an example of history and the way Jews have been spread into areas where you can't expect the same type of scholarship, and yet what are you going to stop making siyumim because? Your community can't do it. So, um, but by the way, before, just if anyone's interested, what about Rechaim Kanievsky, just based on Rav Steinman, <laughs> just want to get to that end. So Rechaim Kanievsky says, and again, I'm not sure if Rav Steinman meant it with a little bit of tongue-in-cheek. He says, when you talk about Rechaim Kanievsky, uh, he's got everything, Munach Bekufsa. He could talk of Finnish brachas in his dreams. So, in other words, he's sort of like an otherworldly type of mind and memory. So, therefore, he that's a true seum, and everybody can drink wine along with him. And again, so you sort of have it's it's strange, of course. I mean, I, I look at this and I know the the way Rav Chaim is Ogazunsein was Machabit, his uncle. Again, to him, the Chazanish stands almost like 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 equals to the Mishnah If you look at his sefer Shaina Halachas, which is his sefer on Halacha, what Rav Chaim Kanievsky was able to do, and one of the great beauties of that sefer, and I I, I recommend it as someone who's been learning Mishnah every night, which by the way takes about ninety minutes to prepare. But the Mishnah that I've been learning every night, one of my keys svarim that I always go to is Rav Chaim Kanievsky, and Rav Chaim Kanievsky in the Shaina Halachas, what he does is rewrite the Mishnah and he inserts into it the psalkim of his great uncle, of his uncle, the great Chazonish. And yet the Chazonish and Rechaim are sort of like, on two, right, there are two different planets here in terms of the Siyum. So, okay, I just want to put that in. But okay, but let's get back to this question, which I think is really more fundamental, which is, okay, so, so who is the, uh, Yankee has answered that, look, we don't know what was in Yehuda Nossi's mind in dividing Masechus the way he did, but once he divides a certain section, that becomes great on its own. Where does it say that anywhere? Where, where does it say that, okay, I, I understand topics need to be divided. First of all, historically, before I get to that first question I just said, we know that, that this was somewhat fluid as well. Um, it, uh, there, there was a time in Mishnayis world of Yehuda Hanasi, that all Nazikin was one big Masechta. The 30 Prokim of Baba Kama, uh, Baba Metzi, and Baba Basra was all one giant Masechta. And then they decided to sort of like uh, disassemble it a little bit and have Kama. So special. Right. Otherwise, you got to, again, I remember when I. Again, you know, I, I came from Memphis, Tennessee, a little Holocaust survivor's child speaking Yiddish, and, and I was introduced when I went to Rav Nota Greenblatt's house, and I saw them learning, you know, Gemara, and I was 
you know, Vus Lampman do what are we doing? Baba Kama and I Baba Vus is our Baba Echama Baba and Steve. You know what I'm saying? Well what you know, I knew about my own grandmother. I didn't know what was going on over there. Ravnata was very amused by that because, you know, uh, that was my knowledge. But it's strange. And we know, of course, once you know Aramaic, we know Baba is a Baba is like a gate, a shar. And this was something that the later Deiris decided to do. Okay? And there's some that say that Makis was part of Shruis. That Makos, right, in fact, originally in Rebbe's mind, and it's just the very first Dauphin Makos says, Tana Echakoi, right? Uh, or on Sanhedrin, I'm sorry. It was, it was the end of Sanhedrin. So. That's close because he talks about, he talks about Yesh Seidel Mishnah, In Seidel Mishnah. It's never in a Masechta because the Masechta as we know it doesn't really, didn't really exist in the time of Rebbe. Everything was. In a, in a say the okay. So okay. So so isn't so shouldn't this be problematic? I mean, again, the, there's it, it really to tell you the truth. I don't want to push this more than we need to, but I think the, the problem of of, a, of the fact that they decided let's make smaller mesechtas and let's divide this and let's have a certain section. You know, and now that's what's really for a seum as opposed to cheskas abatim or yesh uh Is really can really be. You know, snowballed into a, 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 what I think is the major problem with Daf Yomi, and I didn't want to go into this, which is that it's all again, you know, Bromberg and, and, and the Italians and the Mishumadim that decided to print the Shas and, and the way they did and what they had. That somehow becomes the template of what you have to learn that day, and, and it's only because. That you know, whoever it was, uh, you know, the, the Italian printer and the Mishuman that he hired to find the manuscript, and and some typesetter said, "I think this page looks good." All of a sudden, that becomes the page, and and the, the later Matfisim who don't want to change the Tzuras Hadaf uh, continue that. And now, like you say, you have the Dafin that's one place. This is the whole Dafin, Baba Basra, and other places like that. So it really becomes. Uh, um, you know, uh, we become victim. Look what I finished. How many daf you did? Okay, you did, you you finished the daf, but again, isn't it more impressive? Is it more impressive? Masechtas Krasis is a much more impressive accomplishment than many of the other masechtas, which have much more daf in because of the difficulty of the material. So again, it really becomes, in many ways. Uh, uh, very much an arbitrary sense of what's the seum, what's the finish, and what is it all about, right? There's actually, actually, Oswald just put something out about it, because in the last few years, somebody has been pushing, we did it because uh, the seum shots always come out in the summer, and to Daf Yomi said, if you do Yerushalmi Shkolim, why don't we do Yerushalmi and Zerayi, why don't we do Yerushalmi and Anodim Septus and Taharis, yes. to add six months worth of learning. And his basic argument, and the counter-argument is, well, the Rishonim didn't learn those Masechtas. We learn what the Rishonim learned. We see that the Rishonim wrote on Shkolim, so we learned the Yerushalmi Shkolim. They didn't write the Tyrus, so they didn't learn it, so we don't learn it. So it is a little bit arbitrary. Uh, okay, all right. So, again, there's a lot of issues. Let's talk, yes. Isn't there some definition of Seymour when it comes to the nine-day? And like, it, it, like, it talks about if you, can, if you finish, like, a, a whole safer of Tanakh. Okay. So I want to talk about that. Where does that come from? The idea of finishing a Sefer on Tanakh. And one of the big questions that came up, and I really, um, I, I, I'll start with here, is how about, how about finishing a Masech to Mishnayis, Right? So the Shaila came up uh, originally with Becheir. And if you take a look here, uh, Rebbe Yezer Deitch 
and who was one uh, uh, seemingly a, 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 an incredible speaker. Okay, here it is. <clears throat> Uh, and he he was born in 1860, I believe, and he became a real um, Beinhand was the place where he was the rov, and um, he wrote the Chuvis uh, Prihasode, and uh, he was asked about uh, if they could look here on the board about someone who learns Mishnayos. What's going on over here? Um, I had here a second ago. Um, there we go. So let's take a look again. So he was asked about uh, someone who learns Mishnayis. And specifically, in order to make a seum on Erev Pesach. So let's take a look. On the Priyasod. Um, everybody see? Masha show Misha Messiah Mesechtas Mishnayis Beloy Gemara Im Yochel Asa Sudasiim Shleitzarech Liyasanis Berif Pesach Amubachor. So he says, "Look, I'm not so happy that people are actually making a siyum on Erev Pesach and not and, and, and resisting the idea of fasting." He says, "What does a Mesechta mean?" Rabbi Lezer Deitch says. Masechta means with Gemara. Now, I know technically he says Masechta could be a Mishnayis, but the term Masechta in our mentality means with Gemara. He says, Afogav the Mishnayis Gamke Nikra. Okay. Let me get my right glasses on. Hainu, he says, Halididu, Shoyoyoyidim, Kol Perish Gemara Ala Mishnah. To them, the previous generations, they when they learned the Gemara, they knew when they learned Mishnayis, it was they were downloading whatever the Gemara had said on the Mishnah. Um, and he also says um, he says even though the Ramah says in Yeridea that when you make a siyum. You is a mitzvah lesmoach lididon lenikra mesechta rak mishnah im gemara. Again, a mishnayis itself does not count. And if you learn the mishnayis with every oh, uh, uh, so that's so that's what this is what he said very briefly in 1906 or eight. He was asked about this by Rav Gittelson from Cleveland. Rav Gittelson on Cleveland. It was a very interesting person. Uh, he was uh, an extremely poor uh, Lithuanian Rav uh, who answered the call in about 1888 or 1890 to travel to Cleveland, USA. And if you go, if, even if you look now at the Cleveland historical website, you'll see that they say Rabbi Yomin Gittelson was the first true. Talmud Chocham Rav scholar that Cleveland ever had, and he actually, as I could tell from when I started going through his sefer, he was sort of like the man for four or five different shuls. I don't think all paid him, but he was the one who went and learned in all those shuls, four or five different shuls in downtown Cleveland. And Rav Gittelson, uh 
actually wrote a sefer called Patoyach V'choseim, all about ninety percent of the sefer are the siyumim that he made on Mishnayis. So he, as looking over his American kahila, he pushed learning Mishnayis. And that was working for him in Cleveland in the end of the 19th century. So you can imagine, you know, he had made siyumim, and he, in his book, he actually says, this is what I said at this siyum, at that siyum. Now, the truth is, is that I never saw, again, I didn't do the book with a fine-tooth comb, but it seems like in the all, in the, in the four or five shuls that he continuously learned Mishnayas in, besides being uh, the Paisik and the Rav and the Talmachalcham, he made siyumim, and it was a very big event. And he decided to, to, to publish what he said at those siyumim. So you can imagine, Rav Gidelson, as you can see, the Rav in Cleveland, Medinas America, um, when he found that Rav Deitch had, had paskin that you don't make a siyum, and it's not a surah's mitzvah to learn Mishnayis, so he says, um, Alzeh kosov maylas kvaydai, this is what Mark is saying. Look, if you if it's a real learning, I'm not just like just reading the Mishnah, but you did the Bartanur and Tesis Yontif, and he brings a riot to that from a Piskei Tshuva. The Piskei Tshuva says in Yeridea, normally we say, uh, the Piskei say you can't paskin from Shulchan Aruch. In other words, if someone paskins who takes out a Shulchan Aruch and just reads what the Beis Yosef and the Ramah says, and then he decides to paskin to his community, the, the Achreinim say that's like paskin from a Mishnayis. Because Arezem, Ivale, it's like, you don't have the whole story. There's, there's so much more. There's so much criticism and, 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 and technical things. And again, Mishnah Burr might be different now, but that's exactly the point. The Piskei Tshuva says that now you are allowed to paskin from the Shulchan Aruch. Why? Because there are mafarshim on the Shulchan Aruch. And those mafarshim on the Shulchan Aruch will explain all the difficult things. And therefore you see that a safer becomes more over time. So you're right. The, he says, Rav Daich, you might be right. The Mishnayis originally don't count. But now that we have these commentaries, and now when you learn the Mishnah, you do the Bartanur that explains what the Mishnah means. Tesis Yontem gives you the synopsis of the Gemaris on that. So it should count as if you've learned Gemara the same way in Shulchan Aruch. It's, you can pass it from the Shulchan Aruch. So he says, it's a good point, Reb Teich says. But I still say, and again, this is the elitist way of looking at things. This is the Chazanish approach of looking at things. He says, if you're a Talmud Chacham, and when you do the Teisus Yantif, oh, I remember I did that Gemara. In other words... I, I, I learned through this Masechta. Now I decided to do Mishnayis. So I'm not just going to read the Mishnah, I'm going to do Taisus Yantav. Taisus Yantav is going to be a little memory uh, jolt, and I'm going to remember the sugis that I did. So Mimela, Ayudei Pirusha Maven Eitiv. So now I did Taisus Yantav, it downloads for me the Gemara experience. So now the Mishnah becomes <coughs> the Mishnah plus the Gemara. It's not just the information Taisus Yantav said. There's many people who have never really learned Gemara properly, you know, even how a Gemara works. So they learn Mishnayis, even with the Taisis Yantiv, and they can maybe translate it or explain it, or I'm going to say Kahati, right, who, who does a great job um, 
summarizing and putting it in good modern Hebrew. He says, there's definitely the scar of Lehman Teira. <laughs> but he says, you can't make a suda see him on that. Um, he says, therefore, I'm going to assume most people that learn Mishnayas today, they're not really working on it. And unless they do the Gemaras with it, no siyumim. So if you're a Talmud Chacham, which means you have background and experience. So you really have done the Gemara already. And now I'm going to learn Mishnayis. So I'm going to learn Mishnayis with the Taisas Yontif and the Bartanura. So it's actually going to add to my learning because I'm going to see things I didn't see before. So now the learning has Simcha, it's an accomplishment. So you can make a Siyam. And now he admits, not everybody that learns Gemara, I think as you said, Mark, can everybody get all the mafarshim that are connected to the Masechta? Rak, Kavan, Shemavan, Ashakla, Vitaya, the Gemara. You know the way Shakla, Vitaya works. So, Roi, at this point, like the Ramah says. So, I agree with you, Rav Gidelson. Ashrecha, that you're learning Mishnah is there, and you deserve, you probably deserve to make this Siyumim, and maybe they can join you in that. But, but the idea, and I think Gittleson's point, which he sort of sort of um, ignores, is my balabatim, this is where they're holding, right? They want to feel they're not just joining me in the Zion. They want to feel that they learned together. I did Bartanura Taisyon. Uh, I, I don't remember. I don't know how to learn Gemara, but here's a Taisyon. I'm going to explain it to you. Now you're going to read it, right? Or let's put it on the table. Art scroll, right? Okay, I, I never learned Gemara before. I don't really know how it works exactly, but I go through every note. I went through eighty uh, percent of the footnotes, sixty percent of the footnotes. Rav Gidelson was tiny. That's learning, right? For Karpasher Usham, where there he is, and then we still have again this idea. Look, no one's taking away. Rav Daich says you're Skara I'm not saying you're not learning. Good boy, good boy, but that it should actually be Doche Isurim for an Ovel that it should allow people to eat during the, that. We, we've got to keep a standard, which is different than Rav Steinman said. I think Rav Steinman would probably agree with Rav Gidelson that some of his balabatim were really trying hard and, and doing their best and have really worked at it where they were, and hopefully they're going to, you know, the next time around it's even going to be greater, deserve to make a seal. And they deserve it to be a Sudas Mitzvah. From Basher Husham. That's Rav Steinman. I think what Rav Daich, the Priyasada, is saying, look, we, the keys to the kingdom have to be for the... That's what it's about. Boo-hoo, I'm sorry for you. Look, <laughs> I'm sorry we can't call it a Sudas Mitzvah. I wish we could, but we can't. There's got to be a, a, a madrega of what Masechta means. And that's what I think Rav Daich is saying. Um, I have a couple more minutes. I just want to show you that this this psak reverberated about about twenty years later. One of one of the great Hungarian Chubasvar. Uh Here it is. Uh, responded to this. Uh, and I believe this is the. Um, this is the uh, 
one second. Right. This Afrakasta uh, de Anya from Rabdovich Sperber. So um, his, I think, his grandson is a very, um, is a, I think it's his son, I believe, is a very, it's a son or a grandson, if someone's going to correct me on this, you can look it up, uh, is a very famous um, rov, uh, on, on, on sort of a left winger, <laughs> today in Eretz Yisrael, in Hage Yisrael he wrote. Uh, he was part of Eida. You might remember there was a, there was a movement that were trying to put orthodoxy a little bit more in tune with what was happening in the times, um, called Eida, and Rav Sperber was one of the, his son, it was either his son or his grandson, you can look it up, I'm sorry that I'm, I'm not so clear about what it is. But anyway, the, his, Rav David has a beautiful Truva Sefer, uh, and he, uh, decides to, to take up, as much as he knows, Deitch had a lot of cred in the Hungarian world, he decided he must disagree with him. And he says, uh, He says, if you understand what you learned, you don't understand what you did. You, you're not an expert. But you didn't just nod your head. You took it in, you comprehended it, you realized where point A goes to point B. He says, that is a mitzvah that you did, a tremendous mitzvah, Talmud And therefore, um, I would say, Rav Sperber says, that that qualifies. Um, and he quotes the, the Marshal, which is really the, one of the sources for Siyumin. I mentioned the Ramah. The Ramah and the Marshal were cousins. In the Beis Yosef and Shulchan Aruch, it never mentions a Siyum as a Sudas Mitzvah. Okay? And the Gemara doesn't really say. The Gemara says, and this is the famous Gemara that everybody quotes, the Gemara and Shabbos, which is probably mentioned about a hundred times okay. in the last couple of days, in Kufyut Chesam Abeis, Kufyut Tesam Aleph, all the Amarayim were talking about what schusim they had as human beings, about what they did that they believe is going to give them that extra little schar that people remember them from. So the great Abaya, right, the, 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 the king of Shas almost, the, the king A, with Rav and Abaya, the two kings of Shas. So Abaya said, Taisi Li, right? That I never, when I saw who finished a Masechta, what's the Gemara say? And I made a huge party for all the Rabbon. So that's one of the prime sources for a Siyum Masechta being a Sudas Mitzvah. Okay. Um, and that's quoted, of course, uh, um, by the Marshal at the end of uh, the eighth parak, uh, the seventh parak of, it's actually at the end of the Sefer, but they inserted it into the seventh parak of, of Bovakama. Um So the Marshal uh, has another source. The other source the Marshal brings, uh, which I'm sure you also heard quoted, and again, we have it here on the board, but I'm, I'm sort of like encapsulating it because we're sort of running out of time. Marshal writes in um, the Beit, the Gemara says at the end of Tainus that there there wasn't considered greater Yom Yisrael than Yom Kippur, Yom Kippurim, and Tuba'av. So the Gemara has five explanations about what is special about Tuba'av. Uh, all the great ones uh, chime in on it. Rav and Shmuel, Rabbi Yechanan, 
What's so great about Tuba Av that it was this incredible Yom Tov day? <clears throat> the last answer the Gemara gives is from the two compatriots who were sort of co-Rosh Hashivas themselves in Pumpadisa, Rab and Rabbi Yosef. Rab and Rabbi Yosef, the Amrit Arvayu, you know what's special about Tuba Av? <clears throat> that, that it was that that was the last day that they were able to be Kairos Eitzim for the Marocha. Okay, the Beis Hamikdash had Korbanos constantly, every single day. It was the first one of the first Avodas after Trumas Hadesh was getting the Marocha ready. So you, there was a place in the in the as we know <laughs> where it was the Lishkas Eitzim where they brought the the big beams of of, of wood onto the Mizbeach. However. The cutting, as the Rashbam explains in Balabasra, where the Gemara is quoted, also in Yesh Neichun, <coughs> the Gemara, Rashbam says that they stopped cutting. They only worked from Nisan till the 15th of Av, as the Gemara in Taina says, because they understood that the wood that would stay on the branches past that date would not be dry enough and proficient enough to use. That wood would have wetness in it, inherent wetness. It wouldn't burn well. And it also had a preponderance of, of, of termites and other sort of vermin in it. And that would be a, a bazillion to be on the Mizbeach. So there was extreme amount of energy put into cutting the wood, uh, from Nisan, Eir, Sivan, Tammuz, till the 15th of Av. From that point on, the days get shorter, and the summer wanes, and the wood isn't the same. Right, and they, right, and that so they were cutting incredible amounts that would last them till next Nisan. In fact, the Gemara says it was called Yom Tavar Magal. It was the day that they, just, they, they they took the scythe, they took the axe, and they shattered it, and they destroyed it from that day. That's the Simcha. What's the simcha exactly? So um, uh, the Rashbam of Basra and the the Nuke Yosef and Taina say the simcha is that they finished the mitzvah, that the mitzvah of getting the Eitzim was finished, Gomru es mitzvah, that they finished the mitzvah and they made a big yontem. Of course, there was a family that was involved in it, a group of families, but it was a mitzvah for all Klal Yisrael that. This mitzvah was done, lo yom tavim b'Yisrael. So the Amshel Shlomo says, hmm, a great mitzvah was done, okay? Big simcha for Klal Yisrael. Ein l'cha mitzvah g'dayla, the Marshal writes, me'ashlom a sefer. There's no bigger mitzvah than finishing a sefer. It doesn't say mesechta, it just says finishing a sefer, which really, you know, there's no bigger simcha than finishing a sefer. And especially, he says, im sefer acher. If this isn't just, okay, I'm done. But this is now, I'm finished, I'm, I'm excited about the next one. I heard from Ravari Leibowitz, I don't know who he was quoting, but he said, it's such a wonderful metaphor, this Marshall source, because the whole idea of the simcha of the siyum is how you're going to learn it going further. It's like the atzei marocha. The atzei marocha are about now I can put korbanos here and the fire is there, the fuel is there to make a beautiful flame for the future. But it's not about what I've done. It's about how I was machshir for the future. So he says, especially if learning the Sefer is your next stepping stone. So... Salvatric said that in the Shemus' father. 
Right. That, that, that also they bring a, the chasen tire, the chasen bereish. They also bring a raya from Shlomo. Right. That's right. But Before he, he learned, he just he didn't was even learn yet. That's right. This is right. That's what the rav said. That that's and that's one again one of the makayrus for seim. So what does that have to do with our question from Gidelson? The question is, can I make a seim? I'm learning mishnayos with my oilam. This is where they're holding. Here's the marshal. Where do you have the sources for seim Masechta? The, the furthest it goes back is is the Rama and the marshal. These two cousins. Okay, Marshal himself is on record for saying the greatest simcha is finishing a sefer. He says Hashlama sefer, and you want to start a new one. So therefore, the Rav Sperber says, "Look, I hear your elitist approach, but there's no bigger mitzvah." He says, "People have learned mishnayos. The vad I see a mishnayos, even if you just did it, you know, with the best you could." He says is definitely a reason to uh, to make a siyum and to make a simcha. Um, now, uh, and he says, when you learn the Rambam or the Bartanura, and you're going to know the Allah Lamaisa, so there definitely shouldn't be a problem. Now, of course, this this leads to the other question, which is, all right, where do you draw the line now? Because if this is true, that you can make a seum because I did this mesechta, does it have to be called mesechta mishnayas? What? Or, or a book, a sefer, right? I finished the tzayis. I finished. I, 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 I finished all for the boss. Or I finished like we have a chabur here in the yeshiva. We we're doing chafetz chaim and we're 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 getting towards the end. Okay. If it's about finishing any safer, so you can make a Sudas Mitzvah almost any safer. Rav Chaim Kanievsky was asked because my the people who pay me, Dirshu, wanted to make a seum for finishing a volume of Mishnabura. And Rav Chaim said, I, and it seems to be based on this type of approach, that yes, people who sat and learned, they learned this, you, you can make a seum. It isn't about Mesechtis, it's about. Uh, but I guess the safer gives it at least an encapsulation of a complete subject about something. In other words, you know, and you hope you do. I can tell you though, Beitza, you still don't know Mukta. You do Beitza, you still have to plenty of Sugis and Shabbos that, that you still need to know. So again, yeah, I know the, do you? So again, we really are getting into fuzzy territory here about what you have a right to, what, what becomes a Sudas Mitzvah and what doesn't. Um, what about a, a say, and again, I was asked this, Shaila, by a very wonderful Nadvona, um, Bethia Strauss. You might have heard of her, um, Bethia Strauss Quintus. She asked me, she said her son, uh, was going to be on a plane on, he's a Bachar, Joseph. He was going to be on a plane on Erev Pesach, and he wanted to go through a Sefer in Tanakh. And could he, by learning a Sefer in Tanakh, would learning a Sefer in Tanakh qualify as a Siyam Mesechta, a Siyam for a Surah's Mitzvah? Um, I said, I don't know, I've never heard about that, but she said someone told her, yes, you can finish a Sefer in Tanakh. And I found this year the source for that. And this is uh, Pnei Yeshua, who was uh, Pnei Yeshua in the, in the beginning of the second parak of Brochus, 
The Gemara says, the Gemara says that when Rabbi Yechonen, take a look, uh, maybe you know, know about the Sichesko. The Gemara says that Rabbi Yechonen used to finish Sefer Eoiv, he would say, Seifadim Lama. So we'd quote a Pasik in Kayeles, uh, right? And he would quote a Pasik in, 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 in Mishle. Tev Shem Mishem and Tev. So, what's the Pshat that, that, what's the Pshat that Rabbi Yechonen the Gemara tells him when he finished Sefer Eiv. So the Pnei Yeshua says, when Rabbi Yechonim would finish Eiv, he finished one Sefer, he made a Siyum. Like you see, the Gemara in Shabbos, look, this is the Lashem Pnei Yeshua's Apella. That's what he's saying. Even the finishing of one Mesechta, Abayim made a big Yomta for Rabbanon. So, if you are finishing a safer again with the kavachaymer, finishing safer eiyov should also qualify. Now again, I look at this, and, and I don't know if this is a source for finishing, you know, any safer in Tanakh to be making a siyum. Uh It could be eiyov deserves it because of the amount of difficulty of how difficult it is, not only in terms of the words, but also of the ideas and the concepts of what's about. I, I did see one of the Achrayim say, that's Rabbi Yechonen. So Rabbi Yechonen, when he did Eov, it's, he did Eov with every single possible idea of Feirish. But, but my, but, but, but the guy sitting on the airplane, reading, reading Ovadia. And he said, he said he quoted David Feinstein and asked him, does this qualify as a seal for us with this mitzvah? And he said, yes. And he said, how'd you learn it? Yeah. So he said he learned this with every malbuk. Every malbuk, that's a seal. Yeah. Which is really, I think, the approach that Rav Sperber is taking. And I think it's really notes in, in the marshal. No, but he's talking about just reading a safer It's not. 100%. Well, again... That's really, really what it comes down to. So, whatever. I just think. I want to end with one last thing because I because I won't be able. I I think at one o three I can't upload it anymore. So I just want to go one more last thing. So you'll see it in the in the Meir Mekaymas. It's from Rav Yakim Shmuel Brodsky. He was asked, "What about if you finish your own sefer of chidushin? You write a sefer." Can you now call everybody and make a big sudas mitzvah and an ovo can come? Can you eat meat during the nine days? So again, he says, Kalva, he paskins, and you see it there, Kalva Chaymer. He says, from this Marshal. Marshal's talking about learning someone else's compilation and trying to comprehend it. But if you've worked on something and you've developed it, and this is now your opus or whatever it is, or your safer, again, you know, you have the. <laughs> Again, the, you have people like um, Rav Shlomo Kluger who wrote, you know, 168 Svar, whatever it was, that those, right? Or you have Rav Yaakov Chaim Hillel who has also a couple hundred Svar. Um, <laughs> Jacob Neusner, I don't know if you want to throw him. Also, again, he puts out a book every... So I'm not sure where you draw the line. But but here, once again, and I, and I think I'm just going to end with this. I, I, when I think about these seven years, I think there's also, and I didn't want to go overboard, Yes, there's the simcha of the limud, but there's something also, a little voice telling me, there's that sefer that that could have been written over the last seven years. You, you had a lot of hours, you, you had four hours every single day. There's a sefer saying, what about me? And and I, uh, somehow I would say that if I had done that, 
something tells me that the the, the simcha would not be awesome. So Mitzvah Hashem uh, again, we should be Mitzvah Hashem get back to some of the nyanim we talked about before Hanukkah next week. Okay, thank you. Okay. The simcha would not be awesome. So Mitzvah Hashem again, we should be roiv b'masamach. Mitzvah Hashem.